Blog Talk Radio.
up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey, what's up? How's it going? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to be with you on another Saturday night doing the show. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in on today's show. Uh, we're going to talk about um, CM Punk getting fired by AEW and all the drama surrounding him and uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Uh, we'll talk about the pay-per-view events, the, the AEW All-In, All-Out, uh, the WWE paper, uh, Payback pay-per-view event, what's going on with the Mets and the Yankees um, lately, including the Yankees uh, honoring your the, the 98th uh, championship team on Old Timers Day. Um Yeah, and you know much more stuff, and of course, even uh, the the eve of uh, New York football, the New York football season start kick starting uh, later. Well, actually, tomorrow with the Giants, and of course Monday night with the Jets. But uh, most importantly, uh, the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine. That's 563-999-3529. So if you would like to uh, talk about any of these topics or more, we'd love to hear from you. Again, the number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics, you know, or, or more. You know, um, let your voice be heard, and thank you in advance. But, um, yeah, let's uh, kick off with the football season. And, uh, yeah, tomorrow um, the Giants are going to be facing the Cowboys. They're going to be hosting the Cowboys. We're going to get into that very soon. But first, um, yeah, let's let's talk about um, the the Jets as the Jets – you know they're gonna they're gonna open up their season against their rivals against the uh, the Buffalo Bills and yeah the pressure is on. You know the Jets have all the pressure. You know they have all the Super Bowl aspirations of you know finally snapping their curse. You know they haven't won a, a Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. You know with Joe Namath. It's been over fifty years and uh. You know, Aaron Rodgers is trying to be the second-ever quarterback to lead the Jets to a Super Bowl and to potentially win it. So, yeah, the, all the pressure is on. You know, the the Jets have a lot of um, acquisitions, especially uh, from from the Packers, uh, Alan Lazard, um, Randall Cobb, um, Dalvin Cook. I mean, they, you know, they got, they, they, they made a lot of, um, you know, acquisitions, you know, um, this year. So the, the pressure, the pressure is on them. Um, what do you, what you think is going to happen, uh, Monday night? Uh, I think it's going to be a good game, a very good game to watch. You got the Bills who are 
Super Bowl contenders. And, you know, last couple of years, you know, they've mm-hmm. fallen short of going to the Super Bowl. And they're looking to go to the Super Bowl hopefully this year. Um, and they have a great team again, you know, led by um, the quarterback, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right. And Stephon Diggs and the rest of the crew. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the offense, defense, the Bills are very good. And the, the Jets, they've made a lot of improvements with Aaron Rodgers, as you mentioned, and some additions like Allen Lazard, uh, Randall Cobb. Um, even you got Dalvin Cook as, as well. The Jets have a very good team right now. But uh, the the big question is going to be with all these new guys, can they all connect and mm-hmm. develop that chemistry? And can they – Go to the playoffs this year. The Jets haven't been to the playoffs in a while, but can this can this team go to the playoffs for all their talent? So we shall see, you know. But I think uh, the game on Monday night is going to be uh, a very good game. Might even be a high scoring game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be an epic game uh, on Monday night, prime time. Uh, you know, it's going to be battle of two quarterbacks, uh, you know, the legendary Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Josh Allen, uh, you know, a good quarterback who led his team to, what, three three straight division titles, and um, they just have good uh, good news. Uh, Bryce Hall is expected uh, to come back. You know, he believes he's pretty confident his um, his uh, surgically repaired right knee is, is good. And this, and if so, this is going to be his first time in uh, over 300 days, where he'll he'll be able to, um, you know, he'll be able to play and and uh, you know form that great duo with uh, Dalvin Cook. So I mean, the the Jets they have a lot of pressure on them, you know, but can they stay healthy and live up to that to that um. To the to the hype. Yeah, it should be a big question. So yeah, it's um, yeah, I can't wait to see that game. So I'm definitely gonna check that out for sure. And then uh, shifting gears, uh, with with you with you guys, uh, you know, Jets are are, are um of course. Um, they're hosting um, on Monday night, but you guys, um, you guys are going to be facing uh, the the Cowboys, and you're going to be hosting as well tomorrow yeah. night, a primetime game as well. So that's another yeah. rivalry game. You 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 pumped for this? Yeah, that's going to be a great game. Very great game. Uh, Cowboys, you know, every year they're expected to go to the Super Bowl. That's another team that always falls short gets eliminated early in the playoffs. But the Cowboys have they have a lot of talent. And they got Brandon Cooks in the off season. Uh they let go of Ezekiel Elliott, but they haven't lost much because Tony Tony Pollard is a beast at running back. And you know C D Lamb at wide receiver and Dak Prescott come you know, he's back at quarterback. Hopefully uh will be injury free and interception free this year. Uh, so the Cowboys, they, they, you know, they come back with, come back this season with a very good team. Giants, 
I think will be uh, very good, you know, getting Darren Waller a tight end. Um, the only thing I look, that I think the Giants lack is wide receiver depth. I think they should have gotten gone out and gotten a top wide receiver like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who was available. And it's a it's rumored that for some reason the Giants didn't want to sign him. I don't know why, but uh, Giants could have used a guy like him, you know, amongst their wide receiver core. Uh, but I think uh, the Giants will be very good this year. Hopefully, they can manage to win ten games. And the defense will be a lot better. Uh, it should be a good game. Uh, it's Sunday night between uh, Giants and the Cowboys. I think uh, Giants will uh, find a way to sneak a win. We'll see. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think the Giants will. Uh, you know they, you know they got a, uh, you know a lot to prove. You know, facing their 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 longtime rivals, and I think they're gonna come out on top. Uh, would you like to give your fantasy pick? Yeah, sure. Let me see here. For those of you guys who uh, play fantasy football, here's my top starters to insert in your lineups tomorrow. At quarterback, I got the Dolphins quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa versus the Chargers. Running back, J.K. Dobbins versus the Texans. Wide receiver, Chris Ole versus the Titans. Um, tight end, Tyler Higby versus Seahawks. Kicker, J- Jason Myers versus the Los Angeles Rams. And defense special teams, Washington Commanders versus Arizona Cardinals. So that's Thanks. the fantasy football starts for week one. Thanks for that. But, uh, Mac? Yep, no problem. And uh, shifting gears uh, to baseball. Today uh, was uh, uh, Old Timers Day, honoring the the you know the 1998 Yankee team. Obviously, a, a team you're very familiar with, arguably the the greatest Yankee team in modern history, for sure, maybe ever. And um, yeah, this marked the first time that uh, Derek Jeter was. Here at opening uh, Old Timers Day, even though I think this is the second year in the world they didn't have an actual game, but it, it's great to see Jeter returning in a Yankee uniform after many years as the Marlins owner, and you know, distancing himself, you know, from the team and just focusing on the Marlins. Yeah, no, it was great to see. It was great to see some of the guys come back from that '98 team, Shane Spencer. Mike Stanton, as you mentioned, Derek Jeter, Mariano, Posada. It was great to, to see them and also for them to relive that season. You know, um, they had uh, Susan Waldman and uh, Tori were interviewing some of the players on the field, asking them about certain games and certain moments. And that was great to hear their perspective and, um, you know, their uh, their take on the whole season. And, and, yeah, that 98 season, man, they're definitely the best team of all time, I think. I mean, they could have won more than 114 games. I think they could have won 120-something games. Because I think in in September they kind of relaxed a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it was just – it was great seeing all the players just come back from that team and to reunite and just give the fans, you know, uh, give, give the fans – 
their perspective on that season and what it took to win that championship that year. Absolutely. I mean, that was definitely the highlight of the game, I mean, of the day, you know, because, uh, you know, the Yankees bullpen, you know, in late innings, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, um, caused the Yankees to lose 9-2 to to the Brewers. And then even worse news, uh, your boy Louis, um, Louis Severino, uh, he's out for the rest of the year with an oblique strain. Yeah, I heard about that. Well, Severino hasn't exactly been great this year. Mm-hmm. Um, neither has most of our pitching staff or most of our team. But, yeah, I mean, that's pretty, been pretty much the uh, story of the Yankee season this year. Injuries and lackluster performance. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to say. I mean, at this point, I mean, technically we're not out of it. We're, mathematically, we're still in the playoff race. I mean, even though we're at the bottom of our division, but mm-hmm. I think this season is gone, and we just have to hope that they can make some changes you know, for next season. I mean, you like what you see out of the rookie, um, the Martian. Okay. Oh, oh um, uh, Dominguez. Dominguez, you know, who's hit, like, what, four home runs in in the last seven games. So, you know, he's been great. I think he'll be a great addition in the lineup going forward, batting third behind Judge. So, you know, that's kind of a plus. I wish we could have brought him up earlier. I don't know why we waited so long. Um, Yeah, man, this season, it's been disappointing. Been very disappointing. So um, just gotta look forward to next year. Yeah, and uh, another thing to look forward to next year. Um, you know, off this start, Michael King had. Uh, you know, he struck out nine in, in what five innings. You know, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, he could continue to build on on that. You know, as you approach uh, the end of the season. Yeah, but uh, you know, for old times, it was great to see Derek Jeter out there. You know, you know, he didn't get that play. You know, it was more of a interview type of old timers rather than a playing old timers. Uh, it, it was nice to see him there. Mhm. Most definitely. And then uh, shifting gears on the Mets side, um, um, you know, the Mets they lost eight to four. Uh, to the Twins, uh, what was I gonna say? Drew, Drew, uh, David Pearson, he 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 pitched well, but um, you know he, you know he he didn't really last long to um, uh, get the win, but he did get the the loss, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, what was I gonna say? So, yeah, the. You know the, the the basically the 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 Twins have been whooping the Mets behind uh, this this series. Uh, Alonzo h- hit another home run. Uh, Brandon Brandon Nimmo he let off the game with a with a, a solo home run, obviously, and the the home run he hit it looked off the bat it looked like it was, it was gonna be like a like a like a you know, like a double, and then and then it looked like it was gonna it, it it was hit that like smoked that hard, but it just kept on carrying. It was like the Energizer Bunny; it kept going and going and going and went out. 
you know, Alonzo hit another bomb, his 43rd. I think he's second in the league. Sec- I think he's second second in the, the league or second or third in the league um, with, what, 43, ho- 43 home runs or so. I mean, o- only, I think, o- Otani and uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Olsen. Those are the guys who are, you know, the, the leaders along with him. And uh, just just uh, like that, uh, you know, congratulations to Pete Alonzo. He had another 40-plus um, se- um, home run season. This was like his, what, his, I think his third? His third 40, 40th, home run, uh, 40th home run season. And he has two seasons where he – Broke the former Mets record uh, in in uh, 2019. You know he hit the rookie record, 53 home runs, which you know broke Aaron Judge's record. And then of course this year um, he um, he he's he's hit at least what 42, 43 home runs. So he's like I think he's like probably fourth all time in in home runs with the the Mets. And then he's like. Only a handful of people in Major League history has hit, uh, like, had 40, what, like, three forty home runs in the first five seasons of his career, you know. Um, and, and I think it's Ralph Kiner, and I forgot who the other – I think it was Albert Pujols and Eddie Matthews, I think, was the other person. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's off to a great start. He needs to just stay healthy. You know he's close to to 200 home runs. He's probably in the the close to the to, to what, the 190 range, I would say. And uh, you know, maybe by next year or two, he'll if he stays a Met, signs a long-term deal, he'll he'll um he'll be the all-time Met home run um, leader, uh, surpassing Daryl Strawberry, as we assume David Wright would have had his um, back not, you know, basically ended his career ahead of time. And then uh, props to um, to Kodai Sanger. Uh, you know, he was he was an all-star this year, won at least 10 wins. And uh, yesterday he, he, pitched, he pitched great as well, but, uh, you know, he, he didn't get the run support to uh, help him get the W. And... Uh, as a result, he um, he became um, the rookie with the second most strikeouts. He passed he passed uh, Jerry Kuzman uh, for second all time, which is the the most he's gonna get. Period. Because uh, as you know, uh, Doc Gooden had the had the legendary rookies record of striking out 270 what, 273 batters or 279. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah, and so um, Kodak Singh is like a hundred away from him, so he's not he's not going to catch him. Um, but congrats to him, you know he he you know he passed uh, Seaver, Matlock, and now Kuzmin, uh, so he could so he could have sole possession of uh, you know second place on the the all time Met rookie list, you know the the most home runs, I mean the most uh, strikeouts by a, a rookie pitcher, so. Congrats to him being second all-time, only to Doc Gooden's uh, uh, electrifying uh, rookie season in '84. So, props to him. 
Yeah, congrats. And uh, I don't know if you heard, Brandon Nimmo said that, you know, he doesn't care if the Mets finish in last place or second to last place. Do you know he why he said care? that? Yeah. Why did he say he, that? He said that because, you know, it's all it's all about, you know, developing the young guys, um, you know, so that they could be – so they could have a better team next year. That's so, the yeah. dumbest statement ever. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when I uh, heard he said that, uh, that I read that he said that. I, I think I read it today. He said that, but he apparently said it, I think, yesterday. Um, but, yeah, that's what – I guess you could get away with saying that because he's having the best year of his career. But, yeah, it's, it's not a good look for you to say you That's don't care. That's a smart thing to say. Yeah. yeah. He's usually, he usually says the right things, have the good – good. Um, he's definitely more vocal now. You know, I, I think now he's finally getting paid and, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's producing, you know, all facets of the, the, the field. But, yeah, that's, that's, not a, that's not a good quote. I get his. I get what he's trying to say. You know, it's important for the development of the young guys. Uh, but yeah, you you gotta you gotta care. You gotta care if you you know you're in last place or second of last place. You gotta you know. This year was a disappointment. No no ifs ands or buts about it. You know. Um, but yeah, the 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 rookies they you know they've been playing well. Um, Mauricio he finally made his debut uh, last Friday. Got two hits um, in that game. Uh, hit the hit the what you call it the um, the hardest hit ball of the, the the season so far. And you know he's he's been racking up hits. Um, I think there's only been maybe one or two games where he hasn't had a hit. But yeah, he's been he's been he's been hitting, man. And it's kind of like what you said about uh, Dominguez. Like, why couldn't they call this guy up earlier? You know, this guy he's. You know he's doing his thing. Uh, uh, Brett Beatty, he looks like he got his confidence back. Uh, he's starting to hit a little bit. Jeff McNeil, um, you know he, he hit a home run I think yesterday. You know he's starting. Looks like he's starting to come back. Pete Alonso was in a huge slump, but these last couple of games he's been uh, homering a bit. So it looks like he's he snapped out of his huge funk. And I've been saying this for years. You know Pete Alonso, he's a streaky hitter, man. You know, he's either going to go on a slump where he can't hit a home run or he's going to hit, like, 10 in, in like, seven games or so. Like, he's just, you know, I mean, a guy like that. I mean, yeah, he's streaky, but, I mean, you got to you gotta, you gotta lock him up. You got to sign him. You got to sign him to extension, like, at least a six-, seven-year extension, you know, because this guy, you know, if we if we could give him an extension, he will, he'll, he'll easily go down as the, the greatest power hitter in Mets history. Like, Pete Alonso needs to be a forever Met. Like, we, we, you know, the rumors of him getting traded in the trading deadline to the Brewers or the Cubs, uh, you know, this trading deadline or, or getting traded in the offseason, this upcoming offseason, like, nah, this, it, it can't happen, man. Because Pete Alonso, man, he, 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 he should be a forever Met. He should be, he should start his career with the Mets and retire with the Mets. Like, you, you Yeah, if you guys don't, if you guys... If you guys don't uh, bring this guy back, then you guys are something wrong with the Mets organization. Yep, because if if you guys if we don't resign him, you know he's gonna he's gonna stay in New York, but he's gonna be wearing pinstripes. Because a player like that, that's that that has Yankee written all over him. Like 
Mentorelli, you could count on one hand the the power, the legit power hitter, like all-time great Met power hitters, you know, that they have, you know. And the list is even shorter with homegrown Mets. So, like, like he's in rare fight era with, 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 with Strawberry and, um, and, and, and Piazza, you know, as legit, like, legit power hitters, you know. I mean, they've had some, they've had some power hitters, you know, you know, over the years, obviously, you know, they've had um, uh, Dave Kingman or and and some. I'm trying Delgado, um, you know, Beltran. You know, some guys who who have the the, the names, but they don't. You know, they haven't. Uh, you know. You know, lived up to the, to their past glories. You know, you know, generally speaking. But yeah, Mets. I mean, they cannot let this guy get away from them, slip through the fingers. They can They cannot play. They can't play Russian roulette with his contract and and let him enter free agency. Because if you let him enter free agency, like it's it's you you you're gonna lose him. Like don't even don't don't learn from the the Angels. Like make up your mind. If you're gonna ex- sign this guy to extension, sign him to extension or trade him. Like you 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 just can't. Let a guy like that walk away for nothing, for nothing. You know what I mean. So make up your mind. But yeah, we shall see. And uh, one last thing with the Mets, the Mets, you know, the the rumors are is that uh, David Stearns uh, might might become the the first ever uh, president of baseball operations in Mets history uh, after the season, but. We don't know for sure. Some people think he might go to. You said David Stern. David Stearns. Oh, David Stern. Okay, I thought you're. I thought you're talking about the the NBA. NBA. No, nah, I think he passed away. Didn't he pass away not too long ago? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, that's what, he, I, that's what I thought you were saying. I was like David Stern. Yeah, he was a former GM of the um of the Brewers. The guy he grew up a Mets fan. He was an intern at in the Mets organization, uh, I think maybe before, after he went to Harvard and, you know, he made, he, you know, he left the Mets organization and uh, made a huge name for himself uh, with, uh, with the Brewers. So hopefully the Mets can, can sign the guy, you know, hopefully. Make him the, but we'll, we'll find out in the off season uh, if that's, that, if that's yes, what's going to happen. Mets need to make some moves, you know, Yamamoto, who the Yankees are also interested in, Otani, who of course the Yankees are also interested in him, and then now a guy who the Mets and the Yankees potentially might be interested in is Urias. Jose, I think his name is his first name is Jose, if I'm not mistaken. He 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 got caught in a, in a uh, domestic violence dispute, which I mean, yeah, I heard it's about that. Horrible in every possible way. Like um, this is definitely going to affect his. Uh, his free, free agency. I mean, like taking a chance on a guy who was like unstable like that. Like that's. I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, he's a talented guy, but I mean, that's that's insane, man. That's a. That's that's ins- that's crazy what he did, man. Like. Yeah, that's messed up. But yeah, let let's shift gears. Um. Yeah, let's um uh talk about the you know yeah, the the wrestling right now. The 
And the biggest news in wrestling, other than the the pay-per-view offense that WWE and AEW have, is, of course, CM Punk. CM Punk getting fired by AEW. I don't know if you heard the whole story. Yeah, give me the uh, whole story, because I heard that, you know, there was a incident backstage he got fired for, but uh, give me the, break, right. the breakdown. So, basically, you know, last year, uh, essentially the same pay-per-view event, All Out, he had he he got in a fight with um with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and, um backstage. So he got suspended. I uh, he got suspended last year, even though he was the champion. Um. So he finally he he came back. Uh, you know, several months ago. I, I say about the summertime, maybe a June, maybe after he had the huge suspension, he was hurt also. So basically. Um, what you would call it? He, you know, he, he had issues with with Jack Perry because um, I think someone uh, told CM Punk to talk to Jack, uh, to, uh, you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, uh, you know, who's uh, um, uh, Luke Perry's real life son. So he basically people were afraid that he was using he wanted to use real glass in a feud. Um, I think it might have been with RVD or somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Because RVD recently made his debut in AEW. So basically, CM Punk advised, uh, you know, Jack Perry, formerly known as Jungle Boy, to uh, not use the glass, to use a fake glass. You know, it, it doesn't make no point for them getting really injured, you know. So apparently they had a disagreement. So then, in, in the uh, pay-per-view event, the the pre-pay-per-view uh, event, because it was all all um, it was in uh, what you want to call it, it was in all all in, because AEW had two paper pay-per-views back to back. They had all in in Wembley, the Wembley Stadium in uh, you know London, and then last Saturday was all out in Chicago. And mind you, I, I may get more into that. Remember, all remember I said all out is in Chicago. So okay, so here's here's the thing. So in the all in pay per view event, uh, the pregame show, um, um, Jack Perry put somebody to a table. I mean, um, through the glass. So then he looks into he breaks the fourth wall and stares into the camera and said, "Real glass, cry me a river." So apparently CM Punk, he was directing it towards CM Punk, looking straight into the camera and talk, talk, you know, talking to the camera when he knew CM Punk was waiting backstage because CM Punk was going to be the first match of the pay-per-view officially because this, this match that, that Jungle Boy was having was pre-pay-per-view. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a match before the pay-per-view, you know, like how WWE does it. You know what I mean? So... As soon as he came back, CM Punk was PO'd with him, and they they said some words, you know, and CM Punk put him like I think in like in a choke in a chokehold or something, like a rear naked chokehold or something like that. So he was choking him, and apparently Tony Khan, the owner, got scared and you know, basically um, fired him. And Tony, yeah, basically he was you know. 
Tony Khan said that he feared for his life. Yeah, he did a statement. Uh, yeah, he fired him, and then afterwards, um, what was it? The the next the next because uh, this was um, Sunday. So so last Saturday, he cuts a promo. Uh, Tony Khan explained why he fired him, and mind you, Tony Khan is explaining to the fans why he fired CM Punk. In Chicago, can you can you think wow. of in worse his own, timing? In his hometown. Can you can you think of worse timing than to um uh, than to fire CM Punk? Like, what was it the day a day before the um the 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 the, the AEW collision? The show that they created essentially for CM Punk because he had beef with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they created a show for him on Saturdays to keep the rosters away from each other. So he literally, they fire him, and I think the very next day, he ha- he goes on collision, Tony Khan, and he's trying, to, he's trying to explain to the Chicago crowd why they fired him. And he's explaining, like, you know, you know, he feared for, you know, he was saying a bunch of legal stuff. Like, he spoke to his, Discipline team, not not disciplinary team. He said discipline team, which nobody knows who's on that team. Could have been even the guys who he have beef, CM Punk have beef with, because they have a lot. The the um the young bucks and the the Kenny Omega, the the elite, they have like the click power back, you know, in in AEW. So the fan, so he literally he he cuts a promo like he's saying he feared for his life, and I'm like, dude. I know you've been a fan all your life, like thirty something years, and you've you've only been behind this four four plus year four four years behind the scenes of AEW. But stuff like this happen all the time in wrestling, especially old school wrestling. Is this is common commonplace? Like, how are you scared? I, even if you were scared for your life, why would you admit you? That makes you look a punk. Like you're yeah. you're you're a person of authority. You're the owner. Of the the thing, how are you gonna admit to people that you're you fear for your life? You fear for your life, like, like I mean, like, I mean, come on, man, like. Wow. So I didn't, I didn't know all these details. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So then, then the very next day they had all out because remember, two weeks ago they have all in. Last week Sunday they had all out, and all out is in Chicago, so. The fans, as you would assume in Chicago, they're not they're not so happy about that, you know. And yeah, let's let's um yeah, I guess I guess we will talk about the um the the um the the results about the AEW All In and then All Out. So yeah, All In was in uh was in Wembley Stadium. Um. Yeah, do, do, I don't even remember if we spoke about this last week. We, um, wait, no, actually, the the pay per view event was. I, I assume we might have talked about All In uh, last week. All Out was um, was after uh, was after us, uh, our show the next day. So I don't, we we definitely didn't talk about All Out. Uh, I can't remember if we we spoke. We might have spoke about All All In last week. But yeah, I guess I'll just touch the highlights. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing since I think we covered it last week. Um, 
so yeah, Jack Jack defeated uh Jack Perry defeated Hook, and that's when he put him through the through the um the glass uh to um you know after he lost he lost the Hook, who's um Taz's son. So Taz got the FTW title back because Jack Perry was threatening to to destroy the title. Uh, you know, uh, Adam Cole and MJF defeated Aussie Open to win the title. Um, another highlight was um, Soraya, formerly known as Paige. She she won her her first title in AEW, the AEW Women's Championship, defeating Hakira Shida, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, and Tony Storm. Her um her um outcast uh faction member um let me see what else happened um will osprey defeated chris jericho and, and and chris jericho um you know for the first time in his career he walked he he walked into the ring singing his theme song um the claim um anthony bowens Max Caster and Billy Gunn, they defeated the House of Black, which had Malachi Black, you know, formerly known as Aleister Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, who's formerly known as Buddy Buddy Murphy when he was in WWE. Um, and then, uh, you know, last but not least, MJF defeated Adam Cole to retain the AEW World Championship. So that was all in... in uh, in UK and everything was riding high, you know, um, you know, CM Punk defeated Samoa Joe. Uh, that was, you know, I think right, right before he went into the match against Samoa Joe, because apparently he was cursing out, uh, Jack Perry and even the, 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 you know, the owner, uh, um, um, what's his name again? Um, Tony Khan, you know, I guess because cause apparently he was supposed to have a meeting with the uh, Young Bucks and uh, and uh, Kenny Omega uh, in uh, Georgia maybe a few days before that, and they can't the, they cancel on him last minute. So uh, he wasn't happy about that, and apparently they didn't even give him like you know like a, a you know like star treatment. Like they didn't get they didn't provide any limousines or anything like that for him to uh go go to the to the where the dynamite show was being taped for the, for their for their meeting so that could have been part of it as well so the the company was having the the, the biggest positive publicity that they had cuz they were at Wembley stadium they had the highest crowd that they ever had you know with a big a big stadium, you know, historic stadium, you know, with you know WWE history with the SummerSlam '92, I believe, right? With the uh, um, British Bulldog and uh, Bret Hart, you know, um, main eventing that that match. So the, the, you know, AEW, you know, was trying to match or surpass that, and they, you know, they had all the 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 public the best publicity that they had at the ever and then you know after this they they um fire cm punk 
and then afterwards, you know, now they have to hype up All In, which the pay-per-view event is in Chicago, and I mean, it's it's insane. Like, it, it, the the timing couldn't be any worse. So last Sunday they had the All In, um, All Out pay-per-view and pay-per-view in Chicago, mind you, with no CM Punk. So here's what happened. Hangman Adam Page, uh, he won the over-budget charity Battle Royale. I guess it's a cheap version of, uh, I mean, their version of the um, Royal Rumble. Uh, Hikiro Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue defeated Athena, formerly known as Amber Moon, Mercedes Martinez, and Diamante in a six-woman tag team match. The Acclaim, uh, they defeated... Uh, they came to the ring with Dennis Rodman. They defeated Jeff Jarrett, uh, Satam, Satam Singh, and Jay Lethal in a um, six-man tag team match for the AW World Trios match. So the claim with Billy Gunn retained the title that they won at All In the week before that. Better than you, baby. Uh, Adam Cole and uh, MJF, they uh, retained the tag team uh, titles because, yeah, the the trios titles is a a three-man tag team belt, uh, and the the tag team is the regular two-man one. Uh, So so, um, Adam Cole and MJF retains the the title that they won a week prior to that in the all-in pay-per-view event. They defeated the the Dark Order, which had Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, defeated Shane uh, Taylor by submission uh, to retain the ROH World World Television Championship. Luchasaurus defeated Darby Allin to retain the AWTNT Championship. Miro defeated Powerhouse Hobbs by submission, and uh, Lana made her debut in AEW uh, using her real name, C.J. Perry. And um, when Miro saw her after the match, he he was saying that she's he was saying she's not real, and he walked out on her while she was she was left in the middle of the ring. Um, Chris Statlander. Uh, retained the title when she defeated Ruby Soho for the AEW TBS Championship. Brian Danielson defeated Ricky Starks uh, by technical submission in a no disqualification strap match. Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio uh, Castagnoli, formerly known as Cesaro, and Wheeler Yuta defeated Eddie Kingston and Kai Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, in a tag team match, uh, Konosuke Takeshita uh, defeated Kenny Omega via pinfall in a singles match. Bullet Club goal is uh, Austin and Colton Guns, Billy Gunn's sons, Jay White and Juice Robinson defeating FTR and the Young Bucks uh, in an eight-man uh, tag team match. And last but not least, John Moxley defeated Orange Cassidy in a singles match um, um, t- 
to become uh, the new um, AEW uh, International Championship. Champion, I should say. So that's AEW right there. And then, of course, a, uh, WWE, last Saturday they had the Payback pay-per-view event. And, yeah, basically... Becky Lynch defeated Trish Stratus uh, by by pinfall in a steel cage match. Uh, this was Trish Stratus's first steel cage match, if you want, if you could believe that. La Knight defeated The Miz, and after the after the match, John Cena, the special guest referee, uh, raised La Knight's hand in victory, you know, as a sign of a passing of the torch. Rey Mysterio retained the the United States Championship against Austin Theory. The Judgment Day defeated uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to become the new tag team champions. So congratulations to Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, Rhea Ripley retained the title against Raquel Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, to retain the women's world championship, and Seth freaking Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the world heavyweight championship. Yeah, this was a great match, but I felt Shinsuke Nakamura should have won that match. But WWE man, they had to um, they wanted Seth freaking Rollins to retain the title. But yeah, this this should have been Shinsuke Nakamura's moment right here. This was his first time. Main eventing in a pay-per-view match. Uh, the Great Muda was at the event, you know, unmasked in support of Nakamura. And uh, it looks like they're going to set a rematch for the upcoming pay-per-view event between Rollins and Nakamura. Yeah, that's what I figured. And... Um, yeah, I'd say that's a, that's about it. Um, I would say yeah. Before we, uh, I pass it to you. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, recently, the guy from Smash Mouth, um, he he um, he passed away recently. Um, his name was uh, Steve Steve um, Howell. Uh, How, Howell. Let me let me see if I can pronounce his name. Howell. Uh, re- repeat that again. Steve Howell. Powell. Okay, so I did say it right. Um, yeah, so yeah, he passed away. Obviously, um, you know his most famous song was was All Stars. Uh, you know, I'm a believer. You know, a cover of the the Monkey song. Then the morning after, then the morning comes. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, you know, he had a lot of popular songs in the '90s. You know he'll he'll definitely be missed. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. But uh, is there anything else you'd like to say uh, before we head out? Uh, check your local listeners for my show iMac every Saturdays at 10 p.m. and uh, come back here check out Sports of Religion every Saturday at 11. Only a block from radio. All right, you heard the man. Um, uh, you know, check out iMac. You know, every Saturday at 10, check out local listings. Check out my show, Sports Urban uh, Legend. Uh, 
every Saturday at 11, only on Block Talk Radio. So he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.